Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. He says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So friends, notice there's something that Paul called the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is that high calling? Alex, what is this purpose that God has for us? For the longest time, guys, I always thought it was about just me doing something, you know, doing something big for God. And maybe God wants you to do something big, that's fine, but we never want to get into the mistake when we talk about purpose that we're going to now kind of confuse the purposes of God for our lives with kind of like, you know, you know, what they call the American dream, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, the, 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 the purpose for your God, for, for, for you guys, for your life, guys, God's purpose for, for your life. It's not another version of the American dream. <laughs> you know, this is not the Americanized version here of God's purpose for your life. No. I want you to understand, yeah, God might have a big purpose for you, but it's not about the stuff you can achieve. It's not about, man, I'm going to do all this stuff and, you know, then I'm going to get all this recognition. No, 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 no. You don't want to fall into that trap. God's purpose for your life is so much deeper than that. Paul called it the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is this high calling of God in Christ Jesus? Let's dig a little bit further. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, as we are hunting down what our purpose might be. Glory be to God. Notice what he says in verse 9. And let's go back to the New Living Translation for this one. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, he says this. He says, for God saved us, and watch this, he called us, notice you are saved, and you are called. That's important. Sometimes we have a revelation, man, I'm saved, but you don't really realize, man, I'm called. Every single one of us, guys, this is why it's so important to realize that it's not necessarily about the externals or what the world considers success or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not about any of that. It, what it's about is... What it's about is you doing what God has called you to do, and I want you to see that every single believer, no matter who you are, has a calling. He says, for God saved us, and he's called us, notice this, to live a holy life. Stop right there. we got to break this down, guys, because when people hear this, sometimes you've had some religious upbringing, and you think holy, and you kind of associate that with maybe religious or, you know, churchy or whatever your perception is. <laughs> I want you to understand, holy, guys, simply means to be set apart. Holy means that God has separated you from the world system. Glory to God, he took you out of that world system, and he set you apart for his own purposes. Holy is to be set apart for a God. And so we've been called to live a holy life. Now notice, he said he did this. Notice this now, guys. 
not because we deserved it. And so that right there is going to tell you that this can't be something that you can earn. <laughs> you know, that right there is going to tell you that whatever God is calling you to do, it's not something that you can achieve through your own self-effort because he said he did this, he saved us, and he called us not because we deserved it, guys. We didn't do anything to deserve it in the same way that you didn't do anything to deserve salvation in the first place. I want you to understand your purpose in Christ is not something that you could ever earn or deserve. Man, that's awesome, guys. I don't know about you guys. I mean, that gets me fired up, <laughs> you know, it, that I don't have to earn it or deserve it. He's already made it available to me. And he says he did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time. Notice, guys, how huge this is. Before God even created the world, before God even created time, and He already had a purpose for you. He had already chosen you for His own purposes. And notice what He says here, to show us His grace through Christ Jesus. And so, you living in the purposes of God for your life is going to come down to you experiencing the grace of God in your life. You experiencing the merited favor of God in your life. It is from start to finish going to be the result of the grace of God. Is everybody tracking with me on this? And so what is this purpose, Brother Alex? What is this purpose? Let's look at one more verse here. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 11 and 12. What is this purpose? We know it's a holy calling. We've been set apart for God's purposes. We know it's not something we could ever earn or deserve or qualify for. What is it? What is God calling us to do? Notice what he says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse, uh, verse 11. He says this. He says, this was his, watch this now, eternal plan. There's an eternal plan of God for your life. You know, guys, that's awesome because that takes the pressure off. It's like I don't have to try to figure out, you know, the normal thing that we're all brought up with is, you know, you got to figure out, well, what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> you know, uh, we ask kids, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And there's nothing wrong with that. But I want you to understand there's already an eternal purpose that God has, an eternal plan uh, he says here, this was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Look at this in the King James real quick here. Ephesians 3.11, King James, words it like this. He says, um, according to the eternal purpose. So it's an eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so God's purpose for us is eternal. Verse 12 says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. And so you and I, guys, this is important for you to understand in order for you to live this life that God is calling you to live, is that we have bold access, guys, to the Father's presence. Like we shared earlier during communion, uh, glory to God, because Jesus shed his blood 2,000 years ago, uh, you and I can boldly stand in the presence of a perfect, holy, righteous God, free from fear, free from guilt, free from shame, free from condemnation, glory to God, and we can call him Abba Father, guys. That is pretty awesome. And so what is his purpose for us? Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and we're going to narrow this down a little bit further. 
We're going to narrow this down a little bit more. I think we're kind of closing in here, guys, on, on, on what we're hunting here for. What is his purpose? Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28. He says in verse 28, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose for them. And so, take note of this again, friend, that God causes everything to work together for good. I want you to catch that here this morning. That's not just a pretty statement. It's not just something, you know, that you can put on your refrigerator. It makes you feel good. No, this is the Word of God. God causes everything to work together for good. Now, take note of this, friend. This is very important in order for you to have the correct impression of God. I want you to notice, God does not cause everything, but God, if you will let Him, is going to cause everything to work together for good. This is huge. This is huge because you want to understand God did not cause the difficulty. You know, there might be some issues going on. And we're not downplaying those issues. But God did not cause the, 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 the challenge now, God is not surprised by the challenge. God had perfect foreknowledge. In other words, it didn't catch him off guard. But God did not cause the sickness. God did not cause the lack. God did not cause whatever it is that went wrong. But if you will let him, friend, what he's going to do is he's going to cause it to work together for good. Glory to God. Remember, he's going to take the mess. He's going to mold it into a masterpiece. He's going to take the hurt. He's going to turn it into something beautiful. He's going to give you beauty for ashes. He's going to give you the oil of joy for for mourning. He's going to give you uh, the garment of praise. Glory to God uh, for the spirit of heaviness. You see, if you you will let him. Everybody say, I'm available for God's purposes for my life. He says, we're called according to his purpose, the eternal purpose. Now, what is that purpose? Here it comes, guys. Verse 29 is going to tell us what it is. Verse 29, you want to know your purpose, friend? Here's what it is. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. Glory be to God. He chose you to become like his son so that his son, Jesus, would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. What is God's purpose for my life? The Bible says God's purpose for your life is to be conformed, King James says, to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. God's purpose for you and me, his end game, so to speak, is that you and I are going to look just like Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, guys. Now, some of you are looking at your life and you're saying, Alex, uh, okay, that sounds nice, Alex, but man, I don't know. I don't quite look like Jesus. Uh, you know, I uh, got some issues going on. Uh, got a bad temper, got some fears, got some worries. And that's all good, guys. That's all good. Remember, we're going to talk about this gap between what God says is true about us in Christ, what he's made available, and where we find ourselves. And I want you to understand that God is going to meet you right where you are. This is the awesome thing about our God. He's got this eternal purpose for us. 
beyond time and space, eternal purpose. But then what he's going to do, he's going to come down into time, into space, and he's going to meet you and I right where we are. Glory to God. He's going to meet you right where you are, you see. And this is why you want to understand his grace, because he's going to meet you in that dark moment. He's going to meet you in the depression. He's going to meet you in the sickness. He's going to meet you in your lack. He's going to meet you in your fear. He's going to meet you in your worry. He's going to meet you in your doubt. Glory to God. I want you to understand God can handle your doubt. He's going to meet you right there. And what he's going to do is he's not going to condemn you. He's not going to require you uh, to now sweat, struggle, and perform to get right with him. Uh, glory to God. No, what he's going to do is he's going to lift you out of that ditch. You see, he's going to get you out of that ditch. He's going to, no matter if you're the one who dug the ditch, glory to God. You see, uh, Alex, I dug the ditch and I kind of, I stepped into my own ditch, man. <laughs> that doesn't matter. What he's going to do is he's going to lift you out of that ditch, you see, and he's going to lift you up high to where he wants you to go. Everybody understand that here today? Are you receiving this today? You see, so it's no longer about what you can do. I want you to understand, he meets us right where we are. In fact, it's a very good thing, guys, if I feel unqualified and undeserving for what God wants to do. Why? Again, that's going to cause me to depend on him. See, the world is going to tell you, man, he's got to have a positive self-image. He's got to build yourself up, man. You know, just tell yourself how awesome you are. Well, God says, no, I don't want you to do that. I just want you to look at it. I want you to look at my son. I want you to look at what I've already done for you. And guys, do you know, when you look at Jesus, attention off of yourself, put your attention on Jesus, what happens is the Holy Spirit of grace now can work in your life, and the Holy Spirit of grace, what is He going to do? He's going to mold and shape you into the image of the person you are beholding, and so all of a sudden you realize, man, I'm changing, I'm transforming, I'm getting better, and you're not even trying to do it. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit who is at work on the inside of you. It's not your performance, it's not your self-effort, it's the Holy Spirit who is gradually aligning you with God's purposes for your life. Are you guys picking up what I'm putting down? If you understand that this morning, say amen. And so we're called to become more like Jesus. Look at verse 30. And I love this. In verse 30, he says, And having chosen them, he called them to come to Him. God called you. I want you to understand the only reason you and I are saved is because God called us. I want you to understand there's not a single person on this planet who can come to God in their own human strength and self-effort. It's going to take the drawing of the Holy Spirit. And so He's called you from the very beginning to come to Him. And notice what He says. And having called them, He says... He gave them right standing with himself. That means he made you righteous, friend. Independent of your performance. You see, I don't mean that you're righteous when you change your behavior. <laughs> no, righteousness has nothing to do with your behavior. <laughs> you know, that's, maybe that's what the world thinks. Maybe that's what certain denominations think. But no, righteousness, guys, is a gift. You are righteous as a result of your faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible talks about the gift of righteousness. Righteousness simply means right standing with God or right relationship with God. It has nothing to do with your performance. Now, here's the thing. Your behavior does not determine your identity. But your, your identity, sooner or later, is going to determine your behavior. So how do I line up with what God wants to do? i got to start with my identity. I'm in, I'm in Christ. Jesus Christ has become my righteousness. 
I'm righteous because I'm in Christ. I'm righteous because I'm in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, so he, he gave you right standing. Notice this is past tense. He didn't give you right standing after you acted right. No, he said he just gave you right standing. And it was this. And having given them right standing, he says he gave them his glory. And notice, guys, this has already been made available to you. It's already been given to you. All of this is past tense. Now, here's the awesome thing, guys, again, about our God, is that God, who has perfect foreknowledge, and who sees everything beyond time and space. I want you to understand, from God's perspective, the, the reason he talks in past tense here is because from God's perspective, it's already done. This is mind-boggling. It's already done. This is why the Bible says he calls the things that be not as though they are. God already sees us as what we can become. Yet at the same time, what he does is, like I said, he's going to meet us right where we're at. You see, God knows what he's called you to be, but he's not going to condemn you if, if that gap is pretty, pretty wide. You know, if you're falling short, man, he's not going to condemn you for that. <laughs> Sometimes we might have been brought up and we had human parents that were condemning us and they were telling us about, man, you're missing it in these areas and you should really do better. Well, guys, that's not your heavenly father. He doesn't condemn you for where you're missing it. No, he, he embraces it, man. He wants to use that as an opportunity to really do some major stuff in your life. Guys, I'm receiving that for myself. I'm at a point in my life now where all I can do is, is depend on God. I'm noticing how many times in the past I thought I was depending on God, but I was kind of depending on myself. <laughs> can I make a little confession here, guys? I don't always get it right. In fact, it took me, I feel it took me like 15 years to finally figure out how this Christian life is supposed to work. And I'm not saying I even know it all. I certainly don't know it all, guys. But one thing I've learned is the difference between self-dependence and authentic God-dependence. Alignment is all about depending on God. Now, I want to read you the definition of alignment again that we read a couple of weeks ago. And I want, to take, I want you to take this in, and then we're going to talk about the challenge that a lot of people have. And we're going to contrast it. We're going to see that that challenge is because we, we haven't understood this distinction between alignment and performance. And so here's how we define alignment with God's purposes. We define it as the proper positioning or adjustment of the believer's thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions. So it's going to be primarily internal thoughts, attitudes, words, and yes, actions, but notice actions is, is comes last. See, your actions are going to flow out of what's going on on the inside of you. And so it's the proper positioning or adjustment of the believer's thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions in relation to people, in relation to situations in your life, in relation to certain activities and possessions. You know, you want to relate correctly to activities. There's maybe some activities God wants you to be a part of. There's maybe some activities He's saying, man, you really don't have to do that anymore. And also to possessions, because we want to relate correctly to possessions. I shared with you before, God does not mind you having stuff. <laughs> 
God does not mind you having possessions. He just doesn't want those possessions to have you. God doesn't mind you having money. <laughs> okay, maybe this is a shocker for some people, but I'm going to say God does not mind you having money. He just doesn't want money to have you. One of these days, guys, we're going to talk about money. And he says it's, it's going to be an alignment in, in, to the, in, in relation to those things as well as in relation to God himself. In other words, how am I relating to God? Am I yielding to God's purposes? Am I living in a way where I'm depending on him? And look at this. With the aim of, of God fulfilling his purposes in the believer's life, God wants to fulfill that purpose in your life in harmony. This is huge. With the right people in the right places, in the right ways, at the appointed time. Your purpose is going to be connected to some other people. God wants to bring the right people into your life. He wants to weed out the wrong people. <laughs> you know, because, man, it's so important for you to be around the, the right kind of people. You want to be around people who are going to speak to you about your potential. And so it's so important. This is, you know, I, I hope you guys are part of a good life-giving church. If not, at least sermons here that we're doing and we uh, we trust and pray that these are a blessing to you because what we're always going to do here guys is we're always going to be uh, speaking life to you guys we're always going to be speaking life to you we're always going to be speaking to you about what's already been made available uh, to you in Christ now now let's let's talk about the difficulty here in the time we have left, let's talk about the challenge and let's see if we can track down the solution to the challenge. Because I submit to you guys, there's a lot of believers who are having difficulty with really, you know, kind of laying hold of this. In other words, you know, you know, you know, you're aware, you say, well, Alex, I know I'm supposed to be more like Jesus. But here's the thing you say, I'm supposed to be more like Jesus. Look, guys, here's the thing. This alignment it has nothing to do with God accepting you. It's got nothing to do with your right standing with God. It's got nothing to do with God's love for you. And so this is not something that you are, you know, supposed to do, as it were. What this is, is, I'm just trying to fix something here real fast. Uh, what this is, guys, is, it is you simply saying, Lord, I'm available to what you want to do in my life. I'm available to what you want to do in my life. And so I, I submit to you that a lot of believers have a challenge. And when I speak to you about this, and a lot of people don't really even go there, and I've actually had conversations with people where I could sense that they were kind of hesitant to kind of go there because what you're going to do is, is when I talk to you, man, God is, is wanting to make you more like Jesus. <laughs> then you're going to notice all those areas where you're not like Jesus, <laughs> easy. You're going to notice all those areas where you fall short. And, and, and so this is why we want to talk to you today about per performance versus alignment or alignment versus performance because, because performance is just that. Performance is religion. Performance is God's got a set of rules. I got to follow these rules. God, God is making these demands. Well, Alex, I got to meet these demands. Uh, I, I got to, you know, I got to, I got to struggle, sweat and perform to do whatever it is God is calling me to do. Hold on. That is performance. That's not how this works. You see, in divine alignment, we always start at the end. We always start with what Jesus has already made available to me. Jesus already made me righteous. I'm right now righteous. Jesus has already made healing available. And so I look at myself, and no matter what's going on in my body, I believe I'm already healed. 
You see, I believe my needs are already met. And so we always start at the end. And so this frees us from performance, which would be us trying to work to try to qualify for it, us working to try to earn or deserve the blessing. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.